Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church here in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. I have another story about the Davidson clan. Jesus tells us, if we have faith as a grain of mustard seed, have you ever seen a grain of mustard seed? It's a little bit bigger than a grain of sand. We can say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Faith ministers more faith, and that's why I share these stories with you, to stir your faith up. And if you're born again, you have been given a measure of faith. Alba Sarah Davidson, I spoke of her a couple weeks back. She was just 24 and expecting her second child. She asked God in prayer, If you will give me a son, I will give him back to you. Well, God heard Alba's prayer. And on the first day of April 1932, she gave birth to that son that she asked for. Oh, what a blessed day. Until. It was not long after his birth that it was discovered that her son, Doyle Eugene was born with a hole in his heart. They called them blue babies in those days. When Doyle was just weeks old, they took him to see a doctor. And at that time, they told Alba and Lyle Davidson that there was nothing that they could do for the baby, and they did not believe that he would live very long. Alba was heartbroken. What mother wouldn't be? She took her baby home, walked into her bedroom, and cried out, Lord, if you want him, you can have him. And she threw him on the bed. What Alba didn't realize is that she had just fulfilled her promise to the Lord. Remember what she said? If you will give me a son, I'll give him back to you. Don't make a promise to God unless you intend to keep it. He has a way of keeping you to your word. And God did take him up. A neighbor said to the baby's father, Lyle, Lyle, you just as well get ready. You're going to find him dead in his crib some morning. And Lyle spoke right back, right in the face of the devil. That will never happen. Friends, that is faith. And God responds to faith. That baby was healed. And that little baby Doyle grew up into one of the fastest kids in town. He won races. He played football and basketball. He joined the Navy, became a veterinarian. And then, to fulfill a promise made to God by a young mother, God took Doyle and put him into the ministry. That baby is now 82 years old. What better song to play for this story than I have returned here ministered by Terry Brown. Let it minister to you. I have returned 
To the God of my childhood To the same simple faith As the child I once knew Like the prodigal son I've longed for my loved ones For the comforts of home And the God I outgrew the child of her heart she said bring them up in the way that you want them thank God when they're grown they'll never depart I have returned to the God of my mother I learned at her child could know I just heard a shout from the angels in glory praising the Lord a child has come home I have returned to the God of my father
I'd like to begin with prayer. Father, I thank you. I thank you for grace on me and on this message. And I ask you, Father, to open our eyes that we can see, that you open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. I know by the Spirit of God that there are some of you that are listening to me today. Believe that you have backslidden. Believe that you're apart from God. You believe that you're separated from God or that you're not where you should be with God. And you believe it is a long way back and that you'll never be able to to stop doing those things that keep you separated from him. Well, I have some good news for you if you will listen. And that good news is right out of the word of God. You know what I love about God and his word? God never changes. There's a verse in Corinthians that says there is no shadow of turning in him. And that his word is from everlasting to everlasting. The world won't last forever, but God's word will. It will be forever. And that word is stronger than anything that you can feel or think. And that word is stronger than any man's opinion. And it's stronger than any minister or priest or person in authority that speaks otherwise. The word is stronger. You can rely on the word. You can trust in it because it is forever. It is the truth. It is from everlasting to everlasting. And you know what else about that word? That word is Jesus. Now, I'd like us to go to Matthew 18. I'm going to begin in verse 12. I love the way this verse begins. Now, I'm speaking to you that believe that you are not where you should be with God, but you want to go back there. But you think you have to do a whole number of things and stop doing a whole number of things to get back to him. I want to show you out of the word of God what your heavenly father is like and what he thinks about your situation. Verse 12, how think you? Isn't that interesting how Jesus started that? How think you? If a man have a hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray, Does he not leave the ninety and nine and go into the mountains and seek that which is gone astray? Who is this person going after the sheep? It's Jesus. And what sheep is he going after? The one that went astray. And look what he does with that sheep. And if so be that he find it, verily I say unto you, verily means surely, Surely, I say unto you, he rejoices more of that sheep than the ninety and nine which went not astray. Do you see that Jesus, when he went and found that sheep, rejoices that he found it? Verse 14, even so, listen to these words. 
Even so, it is not the will of your Father which is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. We are all little ones. It is not the will of the Father that one of these, you, should perish. It's not his will. He's not the one telling you that you're just too bad. He's not the one telling you you've blown it this time. He's not the one telling you there is no way you can come back. That is a lie. Listen to the word of God. And remember, the word of God is stronger than you. It is stronger than any man. It is stronger than any feeling, any authority. And what does the word of God say? It says, it is not the will of your father, which is in heaven, that one of these go astray. Let's go to Luke 15, 11 through 32. And I'm going to begin in verse 11. Many of you have heard this parable, but I want to spend a little time and look at it closely. Verse 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons. This is Jesus speaking. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took a journey into a far country, went far away. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. Riotous living. So what is your definition of riotous living? Drugs, drinking, pornography, stealing. What is your definition of riotous living? Verse 14. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to be in want. He had nothing left. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And when he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go unto my father. Notice, the son makes a move. He decides to go to the father. He decides to go to his father. And I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. 19, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of your hired servants. The son knew what he did. He wants to go back to his father. And he's going to tell his father that he has sinned. And just to make him a servant, just so he can have some bread to eat. Now, I want you to pay attention to what the father does. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion on him. The son that was in the riotous living and like I said, what is your definition of riotous living? The father saw him and had compassion a long way off and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. 
Do you see here Jesus is telling you what the heavenly father thinks of you? Thinks of you. When you say, I'm not worthy to be a Christian. I can't be a Christian. By the way I act, by the things I do, look at what your heavenly father states about that in these verses. A long way off, he ran to him fell on his neck and kissed him. This is your heavenly father. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Now look at what the father answered. Your heavenly father. Jesus is describing your heavenly father here. Verse 22, But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry for this my son was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found and they began to be merry this is what your heavenly father thinks about one that is backslidden that is gone astray, they rejoice when he comes home. There is only one step you have to make to no longer be backslidden, to no longer be separated from God, to be right back in the grace of God, to be right where you should be. You don't have to stop that sin first. You don't have to quit that thing that you can't quit And you don't have to stop thinking those thoughts that you keep thinking first. There's only one step. And Jesus tells us what that step is in Mark 1, verse 15. And Jesus saying, The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you and believe the gospel. That is the only thing you have to do to repent to stop thinking the way you're thinking and to believe the gospel instead. Now, what do you believe when you believe the gospel? You believe that Jesus died in your place and that your sins were on his body when he was nailed to the tree. And you believe that your sicknesses, your diseases, your bondages were laid on his body When he was nailed to the tree for you. And you believe that he died. And that he went to hell in your place. And suffered the wrath of God for you. He suffered the wrath of God for you. In your place. And then after three days. The father was satisfied. With the travail of his soul. And raised him from the dead and raised you with him. That's what will overcome that sin in your life. That's what will overcome that thing you can't quit. That's what will overcome those thoughts you can't stop is trusting in, adhering to, believing that gospel. To put it real simple, when you feel guilty, you stop. And you say to yourself, Jesus died for me. He was buried for me. He was raised again for me. 
When you feel like committing that sin, you stop and you say, Jesus died for me. He was buried for me. He was raised again for me. When those thoughts come up in your head, you stop and you say, Jesus died for me. He was buried for me. He was raised again from me. And you keep saying it over and over and over. And the power of God in that gospel will take that thing that you're trying to overcome and destroy it. That is the power of the gospel. In Luke 5, Jesus does a miracle for Peter that gets his attention. He fills his boat with fish because Peter was a fisherman. In 1987, God did a miracle for me that absolutely got my attention. We had just bought our first home, brand new home. We had it built. And there were some things that we needed to move in. We needed blinds for the windows, a refrigerator, things like that. And we didn't have the money at the time, so we put it on a credit card. Next month, I received the bill for that credit card, and it was $2,000. And I remember looking at that bill, and my heart sank. We didn't have $2,000, and I didn't know how long it was going to take to pay that off. And I said out loud to myself and to God, I wish I had the $2,000 to pay this bill off. It wasn't 10 minutes later, there was a knock at the door. I opened the door and a person I knew stood there and they had an envelope in their hand and they handed me the envelope and they said, God told me to give you this. And they turned around and walked away. I closed the door. I walked in back into my living room. I opened the envelope and there inside that envelope was $2,000 cash. Nobody knew how much we owed. I was the only person that had seen the bill. Nobody knew but me and God. And he gave me that $2,000 to show me that he was real and that he knew me and was part of my life. I pray, Father, you do the same thing for those that want to see your power, that have a desire to obey you, that you open their eyes and do a miracle for them that will get their attention. And I ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Let's finish with the My Girls, Surely Goodness and Mercy.
you for joining me and the musicians from Water of Life Church. I would love to hear from you. You may reach me by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at Kathy Davidson, W-O-L dot com, or you may write me at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 86-1327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find me on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.